The best part of spring cleaning is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless, and then Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data, unlimited talk and text, delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone and any Mint Mobile plan and bring your own phone number. Along with your existing contacts, ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. My team here, they're on Mint Mobile and they like it. For a fraction of the cost, Mint Mobile proved to have excellent coverage with no drop calls or unsent texts. Plus, they make it super easy for me to activate my device just by following a few simple steps online. And bam, done. To get this new customer offer and the new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash literally. That's mintmobile.com slash literally. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash literally. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Big fan of yours. It's go time. This is definitely go time. Uh, you know, this has been a real exciting part of my life for the last decade and a half. Hey, everybody, it's me, Robbie Lowski. It is literally. So, Julian Edelman joins us today. The legendary patriot. He's got more Super Bowl rings than I have. That's for sure. And I just love his story. He's an undersized, overlooked guy, grinder, and he ended up Super Bowl champion and uh, MVP in 2019. And I am wearing my generic NFL hat for this interview. And we're going to get to the bottom of all this Tom Brady nonsense. Where's that man playing? I need to know. And I'm going to know by the time this is over. So stand by. Julian, what's happening, man? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm psyched to talk to you. It's so funny. I mean, we'll probably be jumping around all over the place in this conversation. But I remember watching the famous Atlanta Super Bowl that you guys won. And saying when Matt Ryan and the Falcons shit the bed so badly, I was like, they'll never be back. I was like, this is the end. I, mean, I don't mean to be a, a dick and I'm not trying to be mean and everybody loves Matt Ryan. He seems like he'd be a great guy. But it was, I knew you don't come back from that. That's a tough one for the old psyche. I've lost in the Super Bowl and it's it's a tough off season afterwards when, when you're dealing with it because you have that taste in the back of your throat or you had... 
you're playing in that final game and uh you go through all the I wish I would is in in that whole preparation two week period that you had going into the Super Bowl, the things I could have done, things that and never have I lost a you know, a game like that, but it's definitely very hard to come come back from and, and I, I I feel bad but I don't because it you know Yeah, why would you? Hell no. You can either win or you lose. And you know, it it was part of our team and and it shows a lot about the mental toughness of that 2016 football team uh, in New England, and and then you know every team always has their almost their their theme, and, and it was it, it was pretty it, that's pretty insane. Like I've watched that game, I watched it probably like nine months ago for the first time on the TV copy. Oh wow! As, as a spectator and as a fan and as the drama, it's totally the, different. It's a totally, totally different experience, isn't it? Totally different. You know, and the NFL does such a great job with producing and, and making this game into a story. And, and I, I sat and watched. It. I was like, I don't know how we came back from that thing. Like that—that that definitely puts you under. Yeah, you're living in real time, and then and the viewer is having a completely different experience, and. When there is a real storyline going on like that, the viewer is getting it in ways that the players never will because you're, you're, you know, you're reacting on the spot and doing your jobs. Meanwhile, the billion people watching have a whole other perspective. And when Matt Ryan took that sack, I was like, bro, you cannot take that sack. That to me was it. You got to throw that ball away, period, full stop. Yeah, you, you do. I mean, situationally, you probably don't want to take that sack, but there's there's more than just one play that defines that. That's game. right. No, I know you're right. You're 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 right. You're right. That's how it goes. I mean, the holding penalty, the you know, the sack fumble by Trey Flowers, the high tower sack, uh, you know, the, the two point conversions by Danny Amendola and, and James White. Uh, you know, having a rookie receiver on the outside and Malcolm. Uh, who goes out and makes big time catches and you know crucial situations to try getting the game to go into overtime? Tom having a short memory with the first half on on the turnovers that you know yep. we had, uh, and and the mental toughness for a team to really just you know put everything aside from what happened in the first half and really just think about going out and winning each play. I mean that's a disciplined thing to have to do, and you know, people don't realize it's hard to just kind of not foreshadow, not think about what, what, what you're trying to achieve and really just think about the process and like, all right, well, if we don't win this play, it's just going to go worse. We just, let's just stack winning plays. And then that's what that team did. No, they really did. And um, had Stephen A on the other day and we were talking about Russell Wilson and, and um, all, all that stuff. And I was like, there's a part of me that feels the same way about that because you've always spoken your mind. And I feel like a lot of these NFL analysts are so in the tank for the NFL. I love the NFL. We have a great relationship. You know, I don't want to say anything to piss the NFL off, but I think a lot of these announcers are so in the tank that they won't state the obvious. If you're Russell Wilson and you're this franchise quarterback and all this, and you do not hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch, why don't you just say, I didn't hear the call and hand it off? Because you know, you have to know. Or you're an idiot. Say I didn't hear the call. Yeah, but 
you don't know what the plan was going into that play. Mm. I mean, it, we gave a 13 personnel group on, on, on defense, which is, you know, three safeties, one corner and a bunch of linebackers, big personnel. So like that is like red flags as the quarterback. Let's probably try to get our team in the best play call. We hit this same play and we've checked into this play multiple times when we got a blitz zero look, let's do it again. And then they've had success on it. I mean, they hit that exact play probably three or four times that year because I remember watching in practice in Arizona, Josh Boyce, one of our you know practice squad receivers at the time, killing our defense on that exact same play like 10 times in a row. And I'm thinking, and, and, and like the urgency is so high when you're practicing for the Super Bowl week, like everyone is zoned in, like the offense, when you're not doing something productive and you have a little time off, you're watching how the defense does. You want to see if they're they're being accountable and they're putting their work in. And, you know, when defense isn't doing something, they're watching us. And everyone wants to see everything. And I said, and I look over to him and go, I hope they don't run this goddamn play because we're going to get smoked on it. But, you know, that, wow. that it happened. And, and we were prepared for it. And... You know, Coach Belichick made a great call, and, and he had a, a crazy, like, look in his eye where he was staring over down at the other side of the— Oh, yeah. No, and that's another thing. Now, on the sidelines, could you could you see it? Because it, it, watching the game, it was patently obvious that Belichick was, like, putting the voodoo hex stare on him. Well, he did that. He was, he was still—everyone was, like, assuming that we were going to take a timeout. Yeah. And he was letting it run down, and then he threw out that personnel group. Like he was, I think he was looking to see what they were going to do. And, and I mean, that's part of his genius of being one of the best coaches uh, of all time in, in all sports. So yeah, it, 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 it's terrible for, you know, Seattle and their fan base and Marson and, uh, you know, there's a terrible outcome. They won a Super Bowl the year before, so I I'm not really sad for them. Uh, but, you know, someone, someone's got to go out and win and there's going to be mistakes and, and that's football. You know, it's, that's the crazy thing about football. Anything can happen. Yeah, but they've never been, the, arguably, they've never been the same. It was, you know, it wasn't much longer. Russell was gone. They, it's never been, it's just never been the same. Um, Coach Belichick, I've never met him, really want to meet him. I I want to do, you know, as an actor, in, you got to do press interviews all the time, you know, you know, whatever, red carpets and satellite media tours and Jay Leno, whatever the fuck it, Jimmy Kimmel. I would love, I don't have the guts to do it, but I've thought for years about going on in a cut up hoodie and just having nothing to say in the interviews where they'd be like, so 911 Lone Star season four is coming out. What, what do you, what do you think about it? I'm like, I oh, worked hard on it and uh, I don't think people are going to like it. Just crickets. I would okay. love, love to be to do Bill Belichick as a bit, like and and commit to it, like a you know how long that segment would be. How it would just be gnarly. It'd probably be about fifteen, sixteen minutes with like seventeen words, twelve words maybe. Yes, no, maybe. On to the next. It's the greatest thing ever. I just well, howl. The thing is, he's he does that strategically. You know, he, he's such a he's such a crazy preparer where he doesn't want to give any information when you're talking about injuries, scheme, 
you could literally listen to some of these coaches in a post game or in a pregame or in something or in an interview, and they'll literally give you the answers to the test sometimes. Well, we need to be physical. We need to run the ball. We need to set up our play action. And so if you got people that are watching this on the other side, I mean, you could already, on first and second down, they're going to try to pound that thing and look out for this play action out of this format. So there's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of information you can get out of those things. And he doesn't want to get anything out. And, and that's why he does that, I, I, I think. Well, it makes perfect sense. But if you ask him, if you ask him an historical question that has nothing to do with the game, that specific game, he will go into a crazy 15-minute monologue speech on, you know, how Lawrence Taylor was great at this. You know what I mean? So yeah, you just got to figure out how to press the right button with old Coach Belichick. He likes to fish, right? He's a big. I, I think he does some deep sea fishing when he goes out. Into like, I think he's got a place in South Florida. Does he work out? Does he? You like somebody told me a story, gonna I'll butcher it, of coming in and seeing the Belichick's up at four in the morning. I don't know. Is he is he a workout guy or no? Yeah, he. I mean, coaches, they all are in the gym, but uh, or, or doing something. I wouldn't call them workout warriors, but they definitely, <laughs> you know, try to get some work in because they're around you know, specimen athletes all day and they're, they're harping like, you know, everything's more, nothing's more important than your health and dietitian, this, that. So you'll see them in the, the locker room or you'll see them in the, the weight room on a treadmill, you know, watching film with a sweat bag on with his playbook, you know, for hours late at night. Like that's what he does. I mean, that's part of his exercise uh, routine. I wouldn't call it like he's a workout warrior by any means. Like, but he, I mean, if you look at him, I, he's fit. He's totally fit. He's not. I mean, he, I wouldn't call. Yeah, he's 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 no Sylvester Stallone, but he no, looks great for his age. Coach yeah, Belichick. And, I mean, he's aged pretty well with the stress that that guy uh, goes through. And what is your what's your take on his relationship with uh, Robert Kraft? I mean, I I I I don't know personally what it is. I know they have a pretty good work, working relationship by the the twenty seems to be right, yeah. The twenty some years that they've been together, they've had a lot of success. So, you know, I think with anything, uh, when you're with you're with someone for a long period of time, I'm sure there's things that people, uh, you know, don't agree on or or have different opinions on. But uh, they've always handled it, you know, very kosherly in front of yeah. everyone, and and you know, I, I've never ever thought of anything like or like these guys ever dispute something or because there's always media headlines out there that are saying like this or that you know that there's a funk or there's this and that's just people trying to get a story and that's just yeah Bella just trying to the sell only, some the content the only the only version of that i ever thought hmm i wonder if there's any there there was um you know how how, how tom ended up you know moving on and is it like how hard did Belichick fight to keep Tom? Because there's a there's a part of me that makes up. I don't know if it's true. I, what I make up is both those guys at a certain point have done. They've ticked every box. They've done everything there is to do. They're both the goats. And there's a part of them that goes, you know what? I'd like to see. Just want to show people that I can do this on my own. That. It isn't just a systems offense in New England that you can just plug and play. 
that's sort of what I make up about it. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, they were together for a long time and they're both competitive people. And, you know, I, 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 I don't know personally how that really went down. Football is crazy. You know, like when, when guys do their business with the team, it's not like we all just get in the locker room and we, we sit and collude like, hey, so how you hitting this guy? You know, what do you, what's going on? I, like, it's it's not like that. You kind of allow people to do and make their own decisions because ultimately they make the decisions for their team and that's their family. So you let people do that on their own. But, you know, it, you spend a lot of time with a lot of people and then they got to a bunch of different levels that a lot of people will never even fathom or even think about getting with the amount of success that these two have had. You know, they're competitive guys. I'm sure they, you know, once it went, they went in different directions, they're both probably trying to compete against each other. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's probably what it is. You never know. Where else can you go surfing and skiing in the same day or check out a world-class art museum and camp out under a brilliant night sky? same day, or hike through the redwoods and get a luxury spa treatment. There's only one answer, California. No matter where you go across this state, you will find a way to play. Look, I love California. Um, And I have not yet surfed and skied in the same day, although I do do both. So that is on my bucket list. It's the most beautiful place in the world. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry and decided they had something better to offer. So instead of charging the same old ridiculous prices, Harry's found a way to make their beautifully designed razors, and they are beautiful, for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. Exceptional products, honest prices. That's Harry's. They have the highest customer satisfaction in shaving history and a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Convenient subscription options that you can cancel at any time. And Harry's also has other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors. Richly lathering, skin-softening body wash and scents like Redwood, Wildland, and Stone. And an extra high-quality, amazing-smelling deodorant for just five bucks. I love their stuff. I'm so impressed by Harry's products. All of it. All good. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash rob. That's harrys.com slash rob for a $3 trial set. March into spring with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered, one-gig internet for $59.99 per month, plus a $150 gift card and price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with a free modem, free installation, and free Wi-Fi your way home. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and manage user access for all connected devices with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires May 6, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. I'm always entertained this time of year is is uh, 
the uh, annual, um, like Pawtuxie Phil, the groundhog that comes out every year. It's the, is Aaron Rodgers going to retire or go? It's like, it's a, that can't be great. Well, well, he lost his best wide receiver over it last year. Yeah. I don't get it. I love him. He's a cool dude. I mean, I think he's a stud. And I love watching him play. Met him once, seemed super nice and everything. But it doesn't feel, I don't get the feeling that Green Bay wants to move off of him. He's their guy. So I don't, I don't really get what the drama is every year. It's pretty nuts right now with, with the NFL in general and, and seeing with the salary cap how teams are having success. We look at three of the four teams in the final four right now. They're all on rookie contract deals with the quarterback. And yeah. so that means they can pay a whole bunch of people around them. Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, Burrow, they all have insane amount of weapons. And that's because they don't, they're not taking up the majority of the cap. Now Patrick Mahomes is there, but he lost Tyree Kill. So, you know, there's yeah. there's a little playing ball on on what your priority is at the quarterback position. Do you want to make money or do you want to win? Tom took, you know, he took less money a lot of the years. So a lot of guys get a lot of a lot of different other players. And that showed you his priority was winning. And you know, and Aaron, I mean you can't read minds, but you can read mannerisms. I mean, if you're gonna go out and you want to be the highest paid guy. You know, you got to sit there and say, well, you're probably not going to get the best weapons because you can't afford it. There's a salary cap. That's why there's so much parity in the National Football League. And it, and it's getting pretty interesting if you take a deep dive and watch this, these next five or six years, how teams are going to start approaching their roster. Like, you know, this Brock Purdy thing, if he goes out here and wins this thing, I mean, that's going to be a new template on how to build a team potentially because these younger quarterbacks, they're getting smarter. They're developing quicker because they've been playing in seven-on-seven camps since they were 10 years old with specialty coaches. There's so much more information for them to gather. They have, like, athletes are evolving at such a faster rate and they're being able to get in the league and just plug and play. I mean, look at your Chase at the receiver position. He's one of the hardest positions to like really jump in the league because of you know the complexity of the game, the reading of this, and all these guys have been doing this for a long time. So it, it, it's it's a testing. So I I don't know if I answered the question. But... No, you did one hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> so the theory is. By the way, it's it's the same in baseball. My Dodgers. Oh, I mean, one hundred and eleven games, and nothing to show for it, and I'm like. Build a team that wins 85 games then. Let's go build a team that wins 85 games. Well, you don't need to win 111 games. It's the new way the sport has developed. Do you need a quote-unquote franchise quarterback? You know, these new kids, man, get them out, run them, run them out, see how they do. Yeah, it's, it's with the rules and the cap. I mean, you're going to start seeing a lot of change. And, and it's it's going to be interesting to see who cup goes out wins this, and then you're going to see the ripple effect. Because whenever you win a Super Bowl, guys unload. When you win, people are getting paid. You know what I mean? So like, I saw it with the Rams. I mean, listen, oof. It, we were an, an anomaly with the New England Patriots with the amount of years we were able to, you know, hold the success twenty plus years. How how was that? Is that is that a Bob Kraft thing? Is it a no, nobody bailed. I think it's a joint effort between everyone. 
You know, I think it's Mr. Kraft allowing Coach Belichick uh, to do the football things and, and they're them having a great world working relationship. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, the players that, uh, you know, signing the contracts with Coach Belichick and the, and the Patriots, you know, Brady being there, uh, the guys buying into the system. There's so many different, you know, theories and there's so many different ways to, to go out and win and, 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 you know, it's, it's different now though, because it's already, the league continually changes. I mean, from when I got into the league in 2009, by the time I got out, I mean, it was a different game. So like there's constant learning on where the game's going, how the game is moving, how, what players are getting more and more valuable. I mean, if you look at receivers versus the running back, you know, in the last 10 years, a running back is almost irrelevant. Those guys yeah. are like a dime a dozen because the game has become such a pass dominate game. Now you're seeing receivers making twenty million dollars. You know what I mean? That was never in you know, he ever even thought about and, that. And and tight ends are next. And tight ends are next, you know, with Travis Kelsey and Gronkowski and and what the you know, these guys have laid the foundation for. So, you know, it's become a big space game. So there's that that means these guys that are catching that ball. Are, are going to get paid a lot more. I, I just wish I played in that era, or I played in this era, you know, instead played in a, an era where it wasn't getting mad at that kind of dude. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I can I can only imagine watching that and seeing how that goes on. Um, am I crazy to think that Joe Burrow reminds me a lot of Tom? He's like a modern day Tom, isn't he? Kinda. I mean, is 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 the mechanics? I, well, I think it's because of his pocket presence, uh, you know, how he can manipulate the pocket with a sudden move. He takes deep drops. He can step up. Uh, he, he has to go out and win some Super Bowls here. But, uh, you know, he's got that cool, calm collectness in any kind of situation. It seems when, you know, the team needs it the most, he comes and performs. And that's what, you know, Brady did for 20 He's still doing. Still doing. And that's why it reminds you a little of that. And it's also, you know, he doesn't have the, the flashiness of, you know, the improv skill of what, you know, Mahomes and Josh Allen have. And it, and it, it almost reminds you of like when Brady was playing and, and everyone always talked about Peyton and, 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 and Breeze and how these guys had signature plays and signature, you know, type games, but no one ever could really pinpoint when Brady did his, he just went out and won. You know what I mean? That's right. And that's kind of what Joe, Joe's doing. I mean, he was down three linemen. No one gave him a shot. I couldn't believe it. In Buffalo, in a snow game, and he starts out nine for nine, two touchdowns. I I thought he was going to be wheeled out on a stretcher based on the way that line played the week before. You would definitely, you knew he wasn't going to be getting taken out by a stretcher because the year before last year, the team led in allowing sacks and he was still into the super bowl which no, is a, like that's an anomaly so, so durable the ability the ability to find you know a way to get it done that's what reminds me of of brady you know and performing under pressure and just he, he does have even though he's you know was the heisman trophy winner the number one pick like all year you still hear about josh allen and you hear about patrick mahomes you don't hear as much about Burrow and you know, he's showing up and help people. He's reminded people like, oh yeah, yeah, we forgot about talking about this guy. No, because it's funny. I was about to say, well, that's a Cincinnati thing, but I thought, wait a minute, Buffalo has no more profile than Cincinnati does as a in terms of well, 
Yeah, actually, that's not true. They as a franchise, they do because they've been to so many Super Bowls, didn't win any, but they went to a lot of them. And 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 uh, it, it's I I was always surprised that that Burrow didn't pull a uh, an Eli or a Peyton, and and uh, that he actually went and pl- went went and played for the Bengals, and he's turned that organization around. It's, it's really cool to see. He's an Ohio kid, so yeah, I, mean- I know. Same as me, but I listen. I'm an Ohio kid, and we vote, we rooted for the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> Dayton, right? You went you grew up yeah. in Dayton. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went to school in Northeast Ohio. So that's uh, right. You were Kent, you're a Kent State guy, right? Went to Kent State and now do you really is it true I love this story. Do you do you really wear your did you wear your Kent State t shirt underneath your pads all the time to remind you of like, yeah, I'm, I came from Kent State, not Alabama. Hell yeah. I mean, uh I used to wear this this yellow like dry fit shirt. For probably like eight or nine years straight, for every practice, and yeah, I wanted to remind guys that you know, like Papa said, I am what I am. I didn't go to Alabama. I didn't go to USC. Yep. Went to Kent State, a school that you know doesn't invest a lot of money into the football program. That you know, we, you pretty much had a vending machine in the locker room, had a Division One program, and then I'm still here with you, and I'm like, well, I'll remind you of that. No, it's great. It's it's one of the great things about about your your story. Um, I, I mean, everybody makes a big deal about overcoming adversity and things like that. But but you, there's there would have been nothing. Well, it's not really true because people you always had people seeing football skills in you. I mean, you had that offer to go play in in Canada as a quarterback, and you you didn't do it. So it's it's not that it's a shocker to people. Clearly, people saw your ability. And yet at the same time, it's also an amazing story that you were able to accomplish what you accomplished. I mean, it's been a hell of a ride. I was trained at a young age and I I, I created a chip on my shoulder as a kid when I was always very undersized. And you go into a, you know, in high school, you go into a recruiting trip and no one gave you the attention because you weren't the, the biggest guy or the fastest guy. I always thought I was the best football player on the field whenever I was on the field until I got to the league and then you start playing with guys, you know. But before then, like I felt like I was the best football player on the field at all times. And and that kind of have, have to prove it mentality from a very young age, it helped me to keep that drive and that, you know, that hard assness you know, all the way throughout my whole career. And and a lot of that is, a lot of that is building a story in your head and, and motivating yourself. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I learned a lot from Brady. You'd always, always hold on to such a little thing that someone said in seventh grade to him that, you know, he couldn't do, like, and he still remember that because he would pull from that to, to hit that string to let himself not get complacent, to let himself, you know, to remind himself, like, yo, I was into the painting. I was never the guy that, you know, they were trying to put on a pedestal. You know, they were trying to replace me at Michigan. You know, I, I was a system, like, he pulls from that stuff, and I learned a little about programming, and to keep creating that chip, you know, so I don't know. Do you think you that is useful combating the mental stuff that you need to, to break through and stay focused on or the physical? Because the other thing I think about is guys as they age, 
just, it's like, oh my God, another camp? Really? You know, like it's not for the faint of heart, the older you get to, to crush your body like that. Yeah. I mean, you got to get smart. You have to, you have to, I used to be a guy that would go in and run 70 routes a day, work out, run, and work my tail off, you know, and, you know, Brady would look at me and just say, won't you work smarter, not work? Amazing. You know, once you get quality reps and something that you need to work on, you know, and, and instead of getting quality reps just to get a rep in. Yeah. So, and, and you have to take that to heart and you're, you're continually, the older you get, the harder it gets, you know, especially in, you know, in athletics, because you have to do so much more to not get hurt, to, to mm. keep your body prepared, to recover, to go out and perform. And, you know, it, it does wear on you. And that's ultimately why guys give the game up is because you can't go out and do it. And in that grind of that daily grind, it, it gets to you because, you know, it, it, when you were 22, you go out and it was easy. You know, you didn't have to stretch. You didn't have to do this. You didn't have to do the pre You didn't have to do the body work. You know, when you're 33, you're 34, you know, you do two hours of work before work just to be able to go through work. That's you know, unbelievable. You know, you do two hours after and then everything is calculated and you're trying to get every inch you possibly can. And then when it starts to hit you and you turn on the field and you don't look like what you used to look like or you start seeing some kind of deficiencies, uh, you know, that's when you're like, I, I can't, I can't see myself like that. So you got to give it up. Well, listen, Tom is the poster boy of that conversation. It's like, and, and probably this year more than ever, because it didn't go the way he would have liked, obviously. And he went through so much adversity with his personal life at the same time in the public. And it's, it's just, it's gotta be it unbelievably tough. There's so many openings for him. I mean, I don't know if you said right before I came in today, I was going through my little internet scroll and there, there he's, he's walking through, uh, 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 uh private schools in Miami for the kids. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dude, by the way, if I'm Tua, I'm never playing again. I don't care. I'm never taking another snap ever. Yeah. But that's like, that's you like said the last concussion, bro, was, was a nut, a nothing burger. And you, I don't need to tell you this. You get the more concussions you get, the easier you get concussed. And that was a nothing burger. It was like a clink. Yeah, I mean that. This is what he loves. Like if someone said you can't go, you know, know. you can't go out and do what you do, know. you know, you're acting, it's a big, you know, <sighs> it's in you, and and you know that this is ultimately is what giving him is going to give him the life he wants, and he loves football. And you will appreciate okay, well, let me ask that. you this: If you're the owners of the Miami Dolphins, that's different. Now there's liability. Hey, I'm, I don't want this kid. <laughs> I don't want to take responsibility for it. If he wants to play, God bless him, but I'm not taking responsibility for it. Hey, Mr. Brady, we have great private schools in the Miami-Dade area. There's a lot of nice private schools out there, and the weather's pretty good from what I hear, too, all year round, except all during year. hurricane season. But, uh, here's the, but here's the other one that I, listen, I'm not breaking any news, is I love the idea of the Tom Brady residency in uh, Las Vegas. I, that makes me laugh so hard because it's exactly what it would feel like. Everybody has a residency. Why shouldn't have? To, why shouldn't Tom Brady? Yeah, his kids are in Miami though. It's tough. Yeah. You start getting older. 
kids getting older. Yeah, you know, you got to no. be around them. Yeah, yeah, and you can. And as kids, I remember my, when my kids were that age. You can, you can feel slipping away isn't the right thing, but you can you can see the horizon, and 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 you can see time is super limited. And I've always admired how how dedicated he is to those kids. It's one of the things that I think people love about Tom, and and that that makes sense. You know, the, the, from the years I've been around him, the guy loves football and his family. And, you know, he's a simple guy. You know, he likes to compete, loves to be with his family. Okay, well, so, let, that brings you to another thing. He's got this ginormous TV deal. Who's it with? Do you know? I forget. Fox. I should, it is a Fox. It's my guys. Yeah. Fox. All right. So you would know this better than anybody. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Everybody knew Peyton was hilarious. Everybody knows it. He's hilarious. He was, did my roast. He was, killed it on my Comedy Central roast. So funny. But you knew it. From the commercial, you knew this. Um, Romo, maybe people knew that he had some sort of personality swagger. I don't think anybody was prepared for him to sort of revolutionize the booth, which he definitely did. And I don't mean this as, as any disrespect to Tom, and I don't know the man, but personally scintillatingly exciting would not be the way I would describe it. What's he going to be like in the booth? Well, uh, he's probably going to work harder than anyone else to do it. And that's the kind of guy he is. He's going to find a way what, what he has to do to prepare. I mean, the guy's the guy knows football probably better than anyone in, in this world. Other, You know, he play, right. he's played 20 plus years. He's seen every scenario. He's seen you know, different generations of the game, three different generations. So he's Amazing. gonna have a lot of insight and he's gonna know a lot about he can go you know, Tom could go out and call the same thing Tony Robo's doing when he sees a little zone blitz because of the you know, this shade on the eye tech like <laughs> Tom could do that too. I mean, Tom <laughs> right. did while he was playing a lot better than Tony than Tony Robo. You know yeah, no. so, I love I love that you went there. I love it. I'm a CBS guy and I love Romo. I love Romo. But, uh, you know, Tom Brady's seen a lot of football, and he's got a resume, and he's got a fan base that yep. he, he's got a lot of eyeballs on him. So, regardless, I think he's going to be all right. Yeah. No, listen, as do I. As, I mean, in, in, I and it's going to be interesting. You know, it's going it, to, that, that, that kind of what is he going to be is going to make it appealing for the viewer. Like, I want to see, I want to tune in to see what Brady's personality is going to be on this thing. Cause, when it's also a function, as you know, you're in the booth. You know what it's like. It's a function of who they pair you with, too. I mean, you know, do you have a synergy with with whoever is, you know, calling the play by play? If you're the, the chemistry guy, has to be on point. Definitely, the chemistry has to be on point. It's got to feel conversational. You guys got to come off as friends and yep. finish, finish each other's sentences. Like that's definitely going to be a huge part of it. But I. I We'll see if he's even in the book. I, I bet you it's a different kind of, I don't know, you know, like, because I, I haven't asked him yet on, on the real details of what he's going to be doing. I bet you it's going to be a whole bunch of different things. I don't know. Yeah, cause it, it, I, I, that's my feeling. My feeling is it's this, some, so this ginormous, amorphous deal that nobody really knows what it's going to be other than they're like, we opened up the checkbook because we want this guy in our air and we'll figure it out later. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a hell of a guy to get. I mean, yeah. Oh, for sure. Hey, listeners, ever have trouble getting someone on the phone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live 
customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy. Thanks to Bark. Every month we deliver toys and treats just for your pup. They deserve to be spoiled every month. At Bark, we send your dog a whole collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. Whether it's our fun plush toys or our ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, we give your dog exactly what they want. And for a limited time, we will double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash Rob. BarkBox is so convenient and delivers straight to your door and more importantly, right to your dog. I can't wait to try out BarkBox. My dogs need their toys, particularly the chewable toys. Sign up now at BarkBox.com slash Rob for an exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's get back to petting our dogs. I love fast cars, but there aren't a ton of high-performance EVs. They're certainly out here there. But when I when I get a chance to get behind the wheel of one, it's I love it. And I was blown away by the Kia EV6 GT. When you get behind the wheel of the Kia, it, it is literally like being in a state-of-the-art rocket ship, but also comfortable. The thing goes from zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. It is the premium driving experience. And of course, it's an EV. So the climate thanks you. SiriusXM provides access to over 165 channels in the vehicle. Music, sports, news, comedy, yacht rock. Let's go. Little little steely Dan going in your Kia. Come on now. So check it out today. It is the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. I had a blast checking it out. Believe me, you should do it yourself via kia.com slash EV6. To learn more, that is kia.com slash EV6. Kia, movement that inspires. All right, I got to talk to you about your movie. 80 for Brady. Yeah. Dude, it's the greatest idea ever. I mean, so it's it's Sally Field, who I did Brothers and Sisters with. I love Sally. Lily, who I did The West Wing with. Rita Moreno, who I have met over the years, she's the you know amazing EGOT. She's got she's got it all, man. Triple three. Doesn't she have an Oscar, a Tony, Emmy, um, the, the Golden Globe, E E got Oscar, Tony. Yeah, she's yeah, got them all. Yeah, you got you got the yeah, acronyms. I'm not really good with acronyms. Me neither. But, yeah. I, I I struggled, and it was my business, and I just struggled. No, um, it was unbelievable. Like to be on set with with those, they're legends. Those ladies. Yeah. And like you could just feel their energy. And it honestly it was crazy impressive to see how how they worked and how prepared they were and the ability to turn it on and turn it off and, and make people feel comfortable because you know we're not all actors, you know, we you know we don't do that for a living, but you know, they, they would they could put you in a, 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 a like a zone to make you comfortable and, and allow you to do what you had to do. Yeah. And 
they were just really cool ladies, man. And they sat and took time with us because there's a lot of downtime. And we would sit outside and, you know, Sally was such a sweetheart. Rita, like, she was playing with my beard, made me all, like, goo-goo gaga and stuff. And it was not really <laughs> what to do. You know, she had, it, it, they have no filters, and uh, I had a blast. It was it was a it was an unbelievable experience. That I, I haven't even seen the movie yet. I, I gotta go see it. I can't wait to see it because I uh, just the just all the the ladies in the Brady jersey is so genius to me. That <laughs> that image, um, Sally Field, without a question, there is not anybody in my forty five plus years of doing what I do who works harder than Sally the, who, and who takes it as seriously. Sally is 100% actor. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And you, you could feel that you could feel that. And, you know, I was only around for a couple of days, uh, but the energy that these, these women gave off, it was contagious. She wanted to like, you wanted to work, you know what I mean? It was it was a pretty cool experience, you know, with especially, you know, my, my folks loved all these ladies, you know, I, it's a, we're in different generations. Yeah. It was crazy to get to meet them all. What a, uh, an amazing experience for someone who's, you know, comes from a different world and you, you, you come into the acting world and you're surrounded by goats. Yeah, you can't, you can't think of the goats. The go- I mean, by the way, I just, I, I have to talk about your children's book for a quick second. It is. It's so genius that you're a squirrel, and that you're taught the lessons of how to go through through life by the goat named Tom is the greatest. It's so genius. I love it. The old wise owl was was Bill. (laughs) The old wise owl is Bill. Yeah, he has a bill because an owl has a bill too. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, No. Yeah. It was a. That was a fun experience. I. I was inspired by having my little girl six years ago we we just won a super bowl my little girl was born and and i we were like we want to do something and i wanted to get in that space i had a lot of inspiration from marcellus bennett another teammate of mine who has a couple children's books and i was always called the squirrel and you know we i sat down with my partner asaroff and we came up with this story and, and, you know, it turned out to be a pretty cool thing uh, that, that we made three books, a trilogy after each Super Bowl, And, and it was fun. And it's fun to see, you know, all the comments and, and all the, the love you get for those books. And, or, you know, I've been with children's reading at a school doing your own book. I mean, it was a really cool experience. And, uh, you know, watching your little girl read the book and, Cool messages, you know, that yep. accountability, hard work, all these little things. And if you could put it in children's book form, you never know. You may get a couple of kids that will listen. Writing in its simplest form is the single hardest writing you can do. There's a great quote. I don't know who said it was. Um, um, Forgive the length of the letter I am writing. I did not have enough time to write a shorter one. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Get your point across in a little little amount of words. Yeah, it's really true. Well, I'm excited. I hope the movie does great. Um, oh, I got to where? And I know you're a friend, but you you he hasn't talked to you. You're, you're a human being. You're entitled to your own opinion. Where's Tom going to play? 
that. You know, it, it's you have a gun to your head. You you uh, you you must give an answer. You must. I don't think he plays. Interesting. Can he go out? Well, listen. Of course he can. What do you mean, can he? He's a he's the greatest who's ever lived. He can go out however you go out any way he wants to go out. He can. But, but he's not. There's no no woulda coulda shouldas about the season. Would he like to have one one last season without the debilitating personal distractions that he had? Yeah, but then we'll, he goes out and say he does have the fairy book ending, and he goes and wins the Super Bowl. He's I want to go do it again if I'm playing that's, this good. I know. So when's, that, it gonna, when's it going to happen? I know. Now that's it's a ultra real, competitor. See, that's that to me is the greatest point. It's about what you think. Like when I when I retired is because. My body started giving up on me. You know, I couldn't do the thing like, and, but if I was still being able, or if I still thought I could do it, I'd still be playing. Okay. I got to ask you one other thing. Did, did you ever have one of those crazy Alex massages, those insane TB12? Yeah. Are they all the time? You, all the time. I worked with Alex regularly. So, because I, he and I've been playing phone tag. I really want get to get to know him a little better. Because I'm all about anybody that can longevity, youthfulness. I'm down. I'm so down. But I hear they're excruciatingly painful. Is that well, not? Is that true? They're excruciatingly painful if your if your body is is tight. So the more you do it, and and you know the more often you get it, your body gets used to it, and then that's when when it's not hurting. That's when the treatment's working. Because it's making you more pliable, more long. Your bodies are, your muscles are getting accustomed to it. Then you're getting more blood to your muscles. And how he uses his techniques, I mean, he he has some of the best, like, soft tissue talent and the ability to figure out where it's hurting and why it's hurting and what areas he has to hit to make that area not hurt better than anyone I worked with and I've worked with them all really oh that's okay I'm gonna he's, he's uh, a genius I mean that he's not he's side by side with Tom for a reason yeah for sure no I it, yeah I need to I need to I need to get back into that but it is gonna hurt it, you know the first few times you know <laughs> but you got to be able like after, after you keep on getting on a routine with it you, you you feel a lot better and you know the, the pain gradually gets less and less. Awesome. Well, listen, this has been great fun. I hope you had a good uh, had a good time. Definitely, um, big fan. Thank you, big brother. Big fan. Been watching you for years. Thanks, man. Thank you. I got so was... mad at you when you took Cassandra. <laughs> so mad. You know, if I can't, if pretty. I can't run, he was too pretty. I, I was more like a, I was more like a, a Wayne. Yeah, listen, man. I got, and you speak Cantonese. How'd you speak Cantonese? I mean, I got you know, I got all the clubs in the bag, bro. I got to use them. Someone's got him. If you have to use them. That's right. <laughs> all right, brother. I hope I said we'll, we'll we'll cross paths at some point, I'm sure. Around Definitely. The, around. All right, Definitely. Man. Nice man you. Thanks, man. Take care. I could have talked to him a lot longer. I love talking sports with, with the studs, and that guy's a stud, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, but if he thinks he's coming into my dojo with 80 for Brady, I will say, hey, welcome to the NFL, kid. But I am psyched to see 80 for Brady. I mean, listen, who can resist septuagenarians and Tom Brady jerseys? I know I can't. 
It's going to be sick. Anyway, you know what time it is. It's time to check the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323-570-4551. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hi, Rob. This is Sherry. I'm from Navarre Beach, Florida in the Panhandle. I am also a motorcycle enthusiast, been riding for over 20 years, and I noticed you had a new motorcycle on your episode one of your current season of Lone Star 911. Did you ride that bike? Uh, I have another question, and that is when you're writing your books, do you record into a messaging device so that you can write it all down later? I love your stories. Love the podcast and your books. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you so much. It's a, I, I, I never gets old hearing those nice words. Um, I, uh, my, my motorcycle is a, um, a Triumph Bonneville. That's my personal motorcycle. Um, when I was on a show called Code Black, my character rode a motorcycle and I rode my own motorcycle when I played that character. The motorcycle uh, that you referenced in the first um, first episode of this year's 911 Lone Star, very excited about, uh, is also a Triumph. I like Triumphs. They're my thing. They're my jam. So when I'm riding a motorcycle, it's, that's what it usually is. Um, in terms of my books, I am old school. I write everything by hand. All my notes... Uh, are on legal pads. In fact, both of my books are in the are my my two prized possessions. Like if God forbid I had to evacuate out of my house, one of the first things I'm getting are my bound legal pads of both of my books. All in my handwriting, chicken scratch, half of it's illegible, crossed out. I I can't type fast enough to keep up with my thoughts. I can barely write fast enough, but I certainly can't type. So that's why um, it's all longhand. And there's also, I think, something about pen to paper. There's just some zhuzh about it that I think is super special. Um, thanks for the call. And uh, please keep listening. Thank you all for for uh, tuning in. And uh, more fun up on deck next week on Literally. You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced by me, Rob Schulte, with help from associate producer Sarah Bagar. Our research is done by Alyssa Grahl. The podcast is executive produced by Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Adam Sachs, Jeff Ross, and Joanna Solitaroff at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Stitcher. All of the music on this podcast was composed by Devin Bryant. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Literally with Rob Lowe. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... 
I have a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.